0: Today we're going to be talking about how to write an effective resume. This is the Practicing Leader Podcast, and I'm your host, Proul Bhargava. How many times have you said the words, I better update my resume? Or worse yet, I need to find where I left my resume last. Or even worse than that, how do I make a resume? These are all things we're going to try to tackle here today. We're trying to figure out how do you write an effective resume. How do you communicate effectively about your experiences and talk about how do you communicate to hiring managers so you're speaking their language? There's always a point in our career journey where there may be a place where we need to go find ourselves a new role. We're actually looking for a new challenge. We're looking for a new job or we're looking for a change in our career that we're trying to find what that next step is for us. In order to be able to do that, though, you need to have a good resume. Many years ago, I worked at a small startup. And there was a group meeting, and it became clear based on the manager's tone and tenor that we were just about to be laid off. Didn't get very much notice. didn't get very much of anything. It was just, hey, you've got. we'll be giving you your next paycheck, and that'll be it. And my first thought was, I guess I better put my resume together. Here's the thing about resumes. Everyone hates to update them. That's uniformly the case. It's just difficult. No one likes to do it. No one likes to do this. But the thing that we're actually doing here is making an investment in our careers for the long term. Even though it may not be fun, it may not be glamorous, but here's some quick, some quick things we can look at in order to be able to try to make this easier. I'm going to put together a very consistent process. We want to make sure that we write things out appropriately, make them clear and concise, and at the same time make sure that the value is understood across the board. We're going to dive into these three topics. Now, when we start looking at it from a process perspective, how do we make this that way? It's repeatable, make it easier for ourselves. Make sure that every quarter, every single quarter, spend 30 to 60 minutes updating your resume and adding in bullets of your accomplishments. That way you can be You can remember what they are, and they're as close to when you actually did them. This will allow you to be able to put together what those accomplishments are, set them aside, be able to show what they do, what the value they are, how they were delivered, and to record them because let's say in a year from now, you're not going to remember the stuff that you did last month. It's just not going to happen. Let's not try to pretend that we're going to recall it all. Let's make sure we just write it down as close to when it actually occurred. When you're recording your accomplishments and you're writing these bullet points down for yourself and spending the time, put them down in context of this is the action I took, this is the description of what I did, as well as this is the value statement that's attached to it. This will allow you to show here's the actual activity that I did and what kind of value it brought to the company. Because the thing that you're trying to show a prospective employer is, I created this value for the company and this is why you think you should think I am the best person for the job. It's because I can articulate this thing in business context to allow you to understand this is the type of value I can bring to you. When you think about a value statement, you need to be thinking about this in context of not what you did or what kind of value you received from it, but in context of what a company would value. As an example, did we increase employee satisfaction by reducing the amount of time an employee needed to spend filling in forms? Did we increase the customer satisfaction by making it easier having shorter wait times? Or another one, I saved you know $22 per product delivery by doing this, this, and this. Or alternatively, is the amount of time something took been decreased sufficiently? And that's the value that it created. The thing that you're looking for is what is the objective measure? that you're going to be quantifying in order to to explain the business value you created by the worker or accomplishment that you're, you're actually calling out. When you finally do need your resume, now you've got a long list of all the different accomplishments that you've gotten, as well as types of efforts that you've taken, how you did the work, what you did and what kind of objective measures there are. And it was actually done pretty close to when you did it. Accomplishments that you have at your disposal that you now can start looking through and say, For this new job I'm applying for, which one of these accomplishments best speaks to that or best shows why my experience is best suited for this role? Now, if you have a list of all of your accomplishments and you've bullet pointed them every every 60 to 90 days, you've included all these lists of items, this thing is going to be extraordinarily long. And not all accomplishments mean the same thing to all employers. So this is where you need to look at what the job description is, see what they're looking for, and then tune your language in your resume to match what they're looking for. If a person's looking for somebody with strong technical skills and you focus in on maybe some of your sales experience versus your technical experience, you might be missing the mark. Granted, that's a more extreme example, but it gets the point across. The thing you'll also want to pay attention to is that the jargon that you're using or the acronyms that you have at your job may not mean the same thing to other people. And now you need to make sure that however you're describing it, you're describing it in as general terms as possible. So for example, if I said, hey, I'm using technology X, Y, and Z, and I'm talking about some custom tools that are built within my organization or within my team, those things may not have the same value as, hey, I use this industry standard tool that everyone knows and everyone, and everyone understands how to configure. I've shown how I can use it to be able to deliver results. When you're writing your bullets, make sure they're written in the active voice and make sure you maintain consistency of the tenses. Nothing is more distracting than coming up with different tenses and different of the word that is different from each sentence as you're reading through it. This is where being consistent will at least allow that person to maintain focus on what is it that you did versus how did you write. Proofread your resume. Make sure it's free of errors. Make sure it's free of typos. Make sure you run it through whatever tools you have available at your disposal to make sure that everything is spelling and reading correctly. One of the tricks I use is when I'm actually writing prose, is to make sure that I read it out loud, to make sure when I read it, it actually continues to make sense. For me personally, I, sometimes what I have happen is I will begin typing, I will begin communicating a concept in writing, and I'll find that I've either missed a word or I've simply skipped over word while typing. By reading it out loud, you at least give yourself an opportunity to, to catch those types of minor errors that could have a large impact on how people could perceive the level of professionality that you're actually bringing to the table. This next one, is important. Whatever you do, stay within one page. No hiring manager wants to go look at a resume that's several pages long. This points to a lack of an ability to concisely be able to explain what your achievements are and actually will work against you. While you may have accomplished a great deal in your career, it doesn't mean that every single line item should be listed in your resume choose the ones that are most impactful to your resume and most impactful to the job that you're applying for these things go hand in hand make sure that if a person if make sure that the if the job you're applying for is one that's focused on delivering on software engineering make sure that you've got software engineering type elements as part of your resume that you've already shown as accomplishments i'm not suggesting you make up things what I'm suggesting is tuning which accomplishments you're choosing to focus on for the purpose of this discussion with this manage, hiring manager, making sure that you're actually calling out those accomplishments that will mean a lot to that individual. Make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date. You've taken all this time to be able to reflect and be able to tell how are you doing, what kind of accomplishments have you achieved, what is it that you've done, how have you delivered them, and making sure that you know, you've listed all those accomplishments. Now people are going to be looking at your LinkedIn profile. Make sure that you also update that as well, depending on your industry. The thing you probably also wanna be focusing in on is what kind of skills do you have? How do you deliver those skills? As well as what are some of the soft skills? Things like collaboration, the ability to work well on a team, the ability to convey, convey a narrative or a story well. Those are things that you also wanna be able to call out and be able to describe to a prospective hiring manager in your resume. Stay away from using buzzwords and cliches. It pulls away from the content that you're actually trying to give to the hiring manager and to the recruiter. You don't want folks to focus on the fact that you're using a bunch of buzzwords as a way to be able to say, hey, what exactly are they doing? What you really want to do is actually focus in on what skills you have and not just the results that you've delivered, but also how you deliver those results. If you leave a bunch of people disliking you after you're all said and done with the work that you're doing. Are you really delivering the results you need to be delivering because you want to be able to be effective across the board and for the long run? If you find yourself in a situation where you're delivering results, but you're ending up creating a bunch of friction as a result, you actually are working against yourself in the long term. If you follow these simple guidelines in order to be able to help write your resume and keep it up to date, You'll find that you'll be able to be a more effective communicator, both with the hiring manager as well as the recruiter. Use your resume as a way to be able to tell a narrative of what your career was and what your career could be if they if you were able to work within their organization. Make sure that you're writing your value statements in ways that are going to be compelling, and making sure that you're talking about the objective values that you've actually created for a organization in order to be able to talk about why you are the right fit for that job that you're applying for. I'll go ahead and link to some background on resume statistics that we can take a look about what the impact is of whether not you have a short or long resume, whether or not you're using cliches or using buzzwords, whether or not you do or don't use a LinkedIn profile, and also how metrics play a part in being more effective. I'll put a link in the description for those folks looking on YouTube, and you can check it out also in the blog article that's also related to this podcast. Whether you're listening to this as a podcast or you're watching this on YouTube, look forward to hearing from you and be able to answer any questions you might have. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Practicing Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Purul Bargava, and we'll speak to you again next week.